Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. This country is presently in an upheaval of sorts, all the way from Pennsylvania Avenue down to Main Street. And one of those upheaval topics centers around women's rights. More to the point, Roe v. Wade. Here to bring us up to date with the latest news in this arena is Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, what is going on? Well, it's been going on for quite a while. Yes. I didn't even quite remember till listening to a program a day or two ago that Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court case that uh, allowed abortion, dates back to 1973. Wow. And it's wow. sort of sad I can remember that year. Yes. <laughs> I graduated from college that year. That's how old I am. Right. You know, in 73, and, and of course it followed on, people haven't directly always connected it, it followed on from the women's liberation movement. Mm-hmm. The fact that women had a right to deal with their bodies, they had a right to tell men off. But anyhow, Roe v. Wade, yeah, 1973. And what one of the commentators brought out, which I've known, but I didn't realize it was so closely aligned, it followed only about 10 years after one of the popes made a statement on abortion. They used to, before that statement, only about 10 years before Roe v. Wade, the Catholic view, which is somewhat biblical, was that a child was ensouled, hmm. or the soul really was evident or, or granted to it when it was quickened. Hmm. It's an old word, but the, the child, the quickening of the child, in other words, when the mother first became aware that the baby was moving. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Roe v. Wade came along, and of course, with the Catholic Church having departed from that to the fact that just at conception, it's now got a soul and it's a child and all the rest. This was just like a red rag to a bull, to use an old cliche. And I've mentioned it on this program before, that it's an interesting convergence and then conversion that Protestant objections to Roe v. Wade, while they had another sort of an impetus, they weren't the same Catholic theology, that in becoming so active on it, Protestants basically have bought into the Catholic view of life. Hmm. All that's backdrop to what I I need to say about what's happening now. In the last few months, within the 12 months, 10 states, by my counting, have adopted some rather vigorous anti-abortion laws, even though at the federal level, because of the Supreme Court case, abortion is still allowed. 10 states, Georgia, Ohio, Missouri, and so on, are passing what they are calling now, or terming now, heartbeat bills, anti-abortion bills, heartbeat. If you can detect a fetal heartbeat, then it can't be aborted. And typically that means like six weeks. Yeah. And as being pointed out, that's probably the earliest that a woman even knows she's pregnant. Yes, yes. So uh, effectively, this is an attempt legislatively to undo Roe v. Wade. And, and this is not the first time we've seen this lately, you know, on the uh, marijuana which is illegal on the federal level, there's been some states legalizing marijuana, and it creates quite a uh, conflict because other than minor regulations, it's, it can't work effectively to have the law on the federal level at one point and the state at counterpoints. Right. 
So something has to give on this. When we talk about abortion and women's rights, I don't want to get into a discussion of who's right and who's wrong on this here, but what, what are some of the guiding principles that we should use? I'm not wanting this program to be a diatribe against either faction, mm. but I just wanted to explain it. I do think a growing number, whether it's majority, I'm not so sure, but a growing number of citizens, mostly with the Christian identification, have become affronted by uh, what's going on in the name of abortion. And there's no question that many millions of, over the years, many millions of children have been uh, aborted one way or another through contraception pills that will terminate an abortion in the first few days, right right through to physical abortions that are almost killing the child at the moment it can be born in the most extreme cases. And you've got to be careful of that. I think some of those are exaggerated a bit. But there's no question there's a willingness under the present law by some parties to uh, take out a child that could be viable. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here just for a minute, Lincoln. Uh, if a woman becomes pregnant and she uses the contraceptive and it kills the child, or if that woman waits and, and has an abortion later, or if she simply says no, that same child will never exist in all three scenarios. Why is one better than the other or worse than the other? You picked up on what I was implying. Yes, I know where you're going with (laughs) this thing. I want to know. It's not really clear, and nobody really knows. You know, how would God see it? At what point before conception, after conception, even it's just a little zygote, it's just a couple of cells. You know, what point can you say that this is a human being that, that has rights and should be allowed its potential? Because you could say that the egg and the sperm just you know, uh, uncojoined of the potential. Yeah. And, and, of course, the Bible with the Onan tale plays into that very well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we don't apply that. That's not really the right way to see it, I think. I'm inclined to see it in a larger principle, and this is the point I want to bring up, and I've mentioned it before, we have to have respect for life. Mm, yes. And if we're dismissive of the life principle, if we allow society to uh, gratuitously terminate people for convenience sake, mm. whether it's at one hour after conception or, or two months later, I don't think the morality of it's changed at all. Mm. But it is being a little foolish, I think, to insist on these heartbeat things because What's very obvious is that that being could not exist on its own. It's not viable. One thing, I I was studying some of these cases, and one thing that they haven't put in, which is sort of obvious, because we've been through it with the the Shivo case and so on, is it says life with a heartbeat. But we've already crossed that line as as a society that there's brain-dead individuals that have a heartbeat, but they're gone. They're not counted as a person. And also also we we turn off the machine on these people. We basically abort their lives, and they have a heartbeat. viable life. Yeah. And so a child without even a formed brain, it's just a potential, and we're all potential. Yeah. And I think anyone that denies human potential is against God. But we shouldn't sort of uh, run it to ground too much that this is automatically terminating a real human being. I, I don't think so.
Well, let me ask you this then, Lincoln. I have every intention to never get pregnant and have a baby. Let's say that I'm a woman. I am just not going to do it. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to let myself get into that at all. I'm going to say no, or I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep that from absolutely happening. So why aren't we supporting that thought, and why aren't we supporting the thought that, well, okay, it happened, people are going to make babies, let's take care of that baby, let's make sure there's some adoption well, going you on. Yes, you've heard me before. Right? Yes, I, really I have. I know where you're going, thing. and I want, I want you to get there, because we need some hope in this thing, Lincoln. I really think, and, you know, applauding what must lie behind a lot of this Christian sensibility, particularly in wanting legislation like this, but let's encourage ourselves and our fellow Christians, fellow people of faith, not just Christians, Let's really be uh, protective of life in all of its phases. Amen. Like one thing I've noticed the last few uh, months, there's a lot more people at the intersections begging, and they're not all mm. fronts for drugs or whatever. Right. I, I saw a woman with her baby in a pram the other day, oh, desperate, boy. was oh, obvious, boy. especially if we're going to guarantee that, that even inadvertent pregnancies go to a birth. We need to, as a society give some sort of support structure yes. and dignity to yes. that child and, yes. the, and the, the parent that's trying to uh, bring, them, bring them into adulthood. That's the supporting of life you're talking about. We need to be concerned about inequality in society. Mm. And ironically, this administration, which I think have done a good job of supporting the Christian agenda, nothing wrong with them supporting that, but they're tone deaf on general social justice yes. Yes. within our society. We're becoming the haves and the have-nots. You know, how can that hardness of heart go along with supposed concern for the unborn? I think in many cases it's a stance rather than a deeply heartfelt conviction. So our energies as Christians should be put in those areas where we are supportive of life in an actual physical way, where we are not just giving lip service to this thing, we're actually putting our dollars and our time and our talents in the protecting of life and the nurturing of life, no matter how that life began and no matter how it came into this world. a comment that really worries me. Some of those same factions, I don't know if it's the individual, that's up to them to decide, but some of the same factions that are aggressively pushing and demanding these uh, rather extreme anti-abortion laws, which are an overreaction to something wrong. Yes, Let's yes. agree on that. But some of those same factions are pretty fine and okay toward going to war with certain countries and yes. uh, so-called enemies of the country. Yeah. And every country has self-interest. But I don't think any Christian should be in the forefront of waving on the, the willingness to war. People are going to die, either directly with the violence or as a uh, a result of the system being broken and starvation and and, uh, all the rest. I can remember when we were uh, gearing up before the first uh, war with Iraq. You know, we starved them to death. As I remember, something like a million children died in Iraq. There should have been a lament throughout the whole Christian community worldwide. How dare another country starve so many children? But I don't remember it because it suited the geopolitical aims at the time, which were largely encouraged by Christians, or at least the public organizations that allied themselves with political power. Oh, my. 
Well, it just comes back to your original statement, the sanctity of life. We need to nurture life. We need to love life at all of its levels. And these issues will just fade away because we are protective of life and we are protective of those who bring life in, no matter what the circumstances. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. The moment's left. I think we're getting close to the end. I'll just throw in a little reminder. Remember, we've for two years been dealing with the immigrant issue, which is not unconnected from a point of, of humanness and dignity with the abortion thing. We might not see the connection, but it's there. One sensibility should be applied the same way to both situations. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. LibertyMagazine.org is the website. Check it out, listener. Lots of good stuff. Resources there for you to learn about these issues and apply them to your lives so that as you deal with people, as you deal with life, and you nurture life, you'll know the principles involved in doing that. LibertyMagazine.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at LibertyMagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <laughs>